Well, uh, good day, everybody. It is wonderful to have you here. Welcome to episode 52. It is Friday, the 7th of May, 2021, uh, from the lovely Cliffdale here in Durban, South Africa. Today, I will be answering the question, are humans just animals? Now, that might seem like an insignificant topic. You might be wondering, well, okay, uh, let's see where this leads. But let me, let me guarantee you this, that this question lies at the heart of all of or most of the modern problems in our world today. Uh, please remember to send me any of your thoughts, questions, comments, um, contradictions, whatever you'd like to send me. And as time allows, I'll address them in future podcasts so that we can all learn and grow and, and make sense of this life that we, that we live in. Now, uh, how did this uh, topic came out? Um, well, I've spoken a few times now already on this podcast about the differences between men and women. Um, they are, I mean, men and women are both psychologically and biologically different. Uh, there are some people out there that try to say it's not true. It is true. It's scientifically been proven. Okay, if you don't think that you that you see physically the difference between a man and a woman, then go test it biologically. Uh, the modern pagan trend is to try and discredit what science is saying, and trying to say that uh, sex is different from gender, um, and therefore through that also then denying basic biology and psychology. In other words, men can be women. And women can be men. And that is the cool thing. That is the end thing. That is what everybody needs to agree with and, and understand. Now, we know that the Christian worldview does not agree with that at all. Uh, and neither does science and biology agree with that. I mean, when we look at the biblical perspective, God made Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. Uh, God made uh, sure that there was a distinction between man and woman and uh, later on, when he, when he spoke about marriage, it would be between a man and a woman. Um, so gender is very, gender and sex, very the same when you look at the scriptures. And so there's no misunderstanding about that. However, even if we, even if we go to psychopathology and we, we ask psychopathologists, how do they view uh, transgenderism? They would say, well, it's a mental illness. It's, it's gender dysphoria. That's, that's the name of the um, of that particular struggle that some people have, and and it should be treated as such. It is no, sh there's no shame in having a mental illness, but to say it is normal that becomes a problem. Anyways, the lines between the sexes are being made blurry. We've spoken about that before. Now, in the same way, the lines between humans and animals are being made blurry. Okay, so so I hope you get that. The, the line between the different genders are getting blurry and the line between the human and the animal is also getting blurry. And this is in the mind of this is really pagan ideas, pagan ideologies that's that's taking root in our world today. So a, a few of a few things that happened this week or things that I saw just reminded me of this problem this week. Uh, I watched a documentary this week uh, on Netflix. Once again, hello, Netflix called Stars in the Sky. And it's quite a very interesting thing to watch, especially if you're a hunter, because it's all about hunting. Um, a main feature of the documentary is the debates about ethics regarding hunting. Humans have been hunting animals since the earliest times, since the earliest times that we could look back to. I mean, you'd often hear uh, that they found a cave somewhere and they were uh, 
arrows made out of metal and that's an indication that you know the earliest uh, human species they were they were hunters so as far back as science can go humans have been hunters uh, we've got four canine teeth uh, good for tearing meat uh, I know that there's there's people out there that are now saying no, but those those teeth has got nothing to do with tearing meat or, or giving the ability to uh, to eat meat. In actual fact, I had a guy talk to me the other day who said to me, "Look, uh, and he, he I don't know where he got his information from, but he said to me, look, I am vegan because we've naturally been created or vegetarian. We've been created not to eat meat and we don't have canines.' And I'm like, "Yes, we do." I didn't say that to him because. Um, I was wondering at the time, maybe there's something that I'm missing, but as far as I can remember, we do have canines. In actual fact, we've got two in top and uh, two at the bottom as well. Um, but now the theory is out there that the canines exist for mating rights. In other words, when we were um, in our, you know, less evolved than we are now, we used to fight for our wives and our husbands and we used to use our teeth for that. That's sort of the idea. Anyways, I'm not going to debate that, discuss that. Now, let's move on. I'm, I'm a meat lover. Okay, and if, if, you look at, if you look at teeth, you look at what, what Scripture says, my worldview, um, I, I honestly believe that it is, it is good for humans to eat meat. 90% um, of the people I know are meat lovers, meat eaters. Um, my kids naturally choose meat over veggies. I mean, you, you can take a baby... And you, you, you can see that, I mean, one of the first things that my kids ate was a stick of biltong. Uh, so it is, it is in us to enjoy meat. So in my culture, meat is shop. In my faith, meat is allowed. In my biology, meat is good. But science has also shown how the raising of cattle, for example, produces global warming. Uh, there's a documentary about that as well on, on Netflix. And I think uh, there is, based on that, based on the fact that uh, th these farms producing cattle in loads and loads and loads, uh, it's, it, th there is merit uh, to say, look, perhaps we need to look differently at how we're farming cattle. Perhaps we need to start eating a little bit less beef. okay, Or maybe eat l different meat. Maybe do something like game meat. Um it is the mass production of beef that is the problem, not meat naturally available in nature. And so uh, many people today are saying we need to stop eating all meat because of these problems in the in the cattle industry. It's not only the cattle industry. I know there's problems in the um, the, the sheep industry and, and the pigs, etc., etc. Et but very few people would criticize game meat. And that's what this documentary is about. This guy goes out, he hunts game meat. It's very healthy for you. And that, that deer running in the field is not causing global warming. It's rather what human beings do with animals on the planet that causes global warming. Any, anyways, in this documentary, some people opposing the hunting of deer for meat or the killing of any animal for human consumption says it is an ethical issue. In other words, when we, uh, we're not talking now about global warming. I understand when people say, look, I'm going to cut uh, off meat. Uh, from my diet because I'm concerned about global warming. Okay, that th that's a fair enough different reason. But the people in this documentary, some of the philosophers, actually say, no, 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 no. We mustn't be eating meat. It it is it is unethical to kill an animal. In other words, it is immoral to eat meat. It is immoral to kill another being for you to eat. The one guy, the philosopher, he says, how can you kill another being that is a sentient being? 
just like you. In the one point of the documentary, the hunter is asked the question, would you give up your life for a deer? Since the deer you are hunting is giving up his life so you can eat him, would you do the same for him? <laughs> and I'm th sitting there, I'm thinking, sure, that's an, that's an interesting question. Uh, the guy that answered the question said, yes, he would. If it ever came to that, he would. Um, but do you see where this argument is going? Do you know, do you see what this person is implying? This person opposing hunting claims that animals are sentient beings and so are we. In other words, humans and animals have equal value, equal authority, equal purpose on the earth. He claims that we need to treat animals the same way that we wish them to treat us. That, by the way, uh, as you heard that I spoke about last week, is a teaching of Jainism. Jainism says one should treat all creatures in the world as one would like to be treated. And now that is a big debate for, for another day. Treat all creatures like you would like to be treated. So a, a, a poisonous snake comes across my um, lawn uh, about to strike my kid. How would I like to be treated if I was him? I wouldn't want to be killed, right? You see, I mean, it's, it, goes, it, it gets so difficult. I mean, where do we draw the line? But then um, yesterday, I'm going to make comments um, on all of this in, in just a moment and, and bring it to a conclusion. Uh, last night, myself and, and Alfreda, we were scrolling through some movies looking for something to watch. And I saw this this movie and I've seen it a few times, the, just the name. You know, you scroll through Netflix and you see the things and you never click on it because it just doesn't, it doesn't excite you. And uh, so I went on to this one that's called The Bad Batch. Okay, now we started watching it and then immediately started to decided to stop watching it. And this morning I watched a little bit more, but I still haven't finished it. I don't even think I want to. Okay, the bad batch. And I want to challenge you not to go watch it. Okay, but there's a crowd or a colony of people uh, in there, some desert place, and they eat humans. So serious cannibalism going on there. And there's another group of people that seems quite normal, another colony a few miles away. And, but, but, but the leader of the cannibals, he's got a daughter and she, she ends up in, in the camp of the normal people, the people that don't eat animals. Okay. And the place's name is Comfort. The, the Comfort place is the place where they don't eat humans. And there's the other place, the other colony where they do eat humans. Now, um, this little girl ends up in Comfort. So she was basically taken away from her dad. Now she's seen her father kill people, cut them up and eat them. And it, human beings have probably been her diet as well. Now, when she finds herself in, in comfort in the normal colony, a lady gives her a little rabbit, a little bunny. And she's immediately intrigued by this bunny. She feels the bunny, cuddles it, carries it everywhere with her. And then at one point in the, in the movie, movie, they show where someone takes a bunny, kills it, slaughters it, and is uh, going to eat it. And then they show the expression of this little girl's face. It's not her bunny, but another bunny, right? The expression on her face was so intense. She couldn't believe what she just saw. It was normal for her to eat a human. Okay? It wasn't normal for her to eat a bunny. It was normal for her to see a human suffering, but not normal for her to see a bunny suffering. For me, this was very interesting because once again, there is a sly play here on the value of animals and the cruelty of humans. In a way, the movie was saying, if you are okay 
killing animals to eat, why are you not okay killing humans to eat? I hope you get that. Once again, it comes to the surface that people are increasingly starting to believe humans are just animals. We're just animals. You don't eat other humans, then why do you go eat a rabbit? Or why would you kill a chicken? Or why would you kill a lamb? How could you shoot a deer? You don't kill other humans, then why would you do that? I hope you're getting the point, yeah. But why? Where does this idea come from that humans are just animals? Okay, and that we need to treat animals the same way as humans. Where does this come from? And is it true? Are we just animals? Let's look at the first question quickly. Uh, it comes from Charles Darwin and his origin of species. In other words, it comes from evolution. We are all animals because all of us come from the same primordial soup after the Big Bang. Okay? The school system that our kids grow up in now has been set up to teach our kids in an increasing manner that we are just animals. That is the natural outflow of evolution. We are just animals. Okay. Now, let me just remind you from a Christian worldview perspective. It has been, well, from a scientific perspective, it has been scientifically stated by scientists that if evolution did happen, okay, as is claimed, it was a miracle and therefore evidence of God's existence. So even if evolution were to be true, there still had to be a divine hand in making it happen as it. It doesn't negate the idea of a creator. It doesn't negate the idea that there's miracles involved in the, in the creation and the production of the world as we see it today. The Bible tells us that God has been made, created in God's image. That human beings are superior and above the animals. They're on top of the food chain. God gave human beings the authority to take dominion over the animals on the earth. God gave all vegetation and all animals, all fish and all birds of the earth for us to eat. Anything we rule over we can eat and it is good for food. That does not mean we have the right to abuse our responsibility and that we can exploit and abuse nature. Therefore, I think Christians should be very supportive of nature conservation. However, it is a pagan, it's a pagan idea to claim that humans are just animals. So let me just summarize what I've just said for in case I lost you somewhere along the line. The reason why many people believe that humans are just animals is because of evolution. Okay, because we come from animals according to the theory of evolution. But we've got to keep in mind, most of the people who believe that come from an atheistic worldview. They don't believe that God was involved in the process of evolution. And so they take the, the, the ideas and the theories of evolution to be facts. But scientists themselves who study evolution say it's impossible for evolution to have occurred without a miracle. So even if evolution was true, we still need God. And if God exists... Even if evolution is true, God made the process of evolution take place. If evolution is true and God exists, then surely we need to respect what God says. And God says that human beings are above the rest of the creation. Okay, and has been given dominion to rule over creation. And if we look at our world today, yes, we do rule over creation. We have to decide to uh, preserve certain species, to protect certain species. Um, we, it's in our hands because the natural world is not going to stop that. We have to. And that places us at a higher level than the 
average um, animal out there. Uh, and also interesting what I've heard so many times, you know, when, when theists and atheists debate, you know, you'd often hear this thing uh, come up where people say, you know, the atheist would say that we are basically exactly like our closest cousins, the chimpanzees. We are 99% the same DNA. And those types of statements confuse people and make people think that we are actually then, we're, we're just, I mean, we're 1% away from being monkeys, okay, in our DNA. And so I went to go look up that claim quickly. Um, because, you know, when I look at biology, when I look at the biology, the psychology, and the physiology of a chimp, I'll be honest with you, I don't see myself. Now, I'm quite a hairy guy. Got probably a big jaw, don't know. Probably sometimes have monkey eyes, but to be honest with you, I don't think like a chimp. I don't behave like a chimp. And I don't have the strength of a chimp. Okay, so I wanted to figure out, so, so what does this mean that 99% uh, of our DNA is the same? It, does that mean that we are almost monkeys? Okay, so anyways, so what I found is what I what I found quite interesting is that you you can go actually check out this this video on YouTube and it's it's called Are We Really Ninety Nine Percent Chimp? Now I don't have time to go read dissertations on this, so I just check out the the basic facts that that's uh, back up a bowl out there. Uh, what I, what's interesting in that video is that it turns out that we are fifty percent the same DNA as bananas. Does that mean that half of me is like a banana? And that we are 80%, we share the same genes with dogs. Does that mean that I'm almost a dog? No, not at all. In that short video, you will see it is not as simple as they make it sound. And it doesn't mean what most people out there think when they hear this claim. The truth is that scientists have not even come to the bottom of understanding DNA. Chimps are inferior to humans in every aspect of life, except perhaps in strength. What am I trying to say? I'm trying to say that just because people claim chimps are 99% uh, similar in DNA with us does not mean they are close to being human and therefore not in the same they are not in the same category as human. There's another thing that I also think is important to just talk about briefly and and th that is that animals differ from humans on ethics and morality. I mean if you want to know what's the difference between a human and animal clearly they would be the difference of ethics and morality. Um, and this is one of the, the key issues that I, I find very contradictory um, with, with atheism. You know, atheism, that is the worldview that claims that humans are just animals. But if that is true, humans and ad animals should have developed similar morality, wouldn't you say? If we are the same, then we should have the same morality. Yet nature tells a different story. Animals kill animals, uh, right? They kill animals of the same species, okay? But we don't call it murder. Male sharks copulate with female sharks, but we don't call it rape. Meerkat pups are often killed by dominant mothers in the group, but we don't call it infanticide. So why is there an outcry when humans behave like animals, even though they are just animals? The answer is simple. Humans are not just animals. They are moral beings subjective to objective morality. And if we carefully consider modern atheistic trends, the plot thickens. Because if morality exists for the survival of the species, then many atheistic ideals don't make sense. More than 80% of atheists support abortion, yet abortion doesn't help the species survive but die out. More than 90% of atheists are in support of homosexuality, yet homosexuality prohibits and limits the growth of the species uh, population since it eliminates reproduction. 
More than 70% of atheists support transgenderism to the full extent, yet 40% of transgender people will attempt suicide, which shows that transgenderism results in working against the evolutionary desire for the species to survive. Clearly, there's no evolutionary basis for objective morality. In other words, let me just go back again quickly. I mean, so if if God does not exist and we are just animals, then animals, all of us should have the same form of morality, but we don't. Okay, rape and killing and murdering uh, in the animal kingdom is normal. Okay, but in the human realm it is not normal it is not good we fight against it and there is clear evidence that humans have a different type of morality that humans have ethical standards that tells us about a consciousness that can that only can can make sense if there's an objective morality which is god now just a, a third point to just quickly deal with if humans are just animals killing other sentient beings and this is wrong then humans should fulfill their ethical duty and stop other sentient animals from killing other sentient animals for any reason. In other words, if we are not supposed to kill animals for food, then we must also then stop lions from killing deer for food. We're supposed to stop snakes from eating rodents. We need to stop sharks from eating seals. Are all animals therefore not committing outrageous killings on each other? Do you see where this is going? This is ridiculous. Nobody with a sound mind would agree with that. Well, why not? Ladies and gentlemen, we call it the circle of life. Death and killing is a necessary part of life. Beings continuously give up their lives for other beings. It is the way nature works. And we are on top of the food chain. By the way, the same people who say, how can you kill an animal to eat it? is also um, in, in many ways uh, dishonoring dis and disrespecting nature itself because that's part of nature. I mean, walk up to the lion and say, from now on you're not allowed to kill another animal again. It's, it's unethical. No, we don't do that. Okay, so we've got to be very careful of this and we need to teach our kids correctly. Humans are not animals. The moment that we say humans are animals, then humans can start behaving like animals. And that is a problem. There's still so much to talk about, but I'm going to leave it here for today. And I'm going to close off with a text. It's Genesis 1 verse 26 to 27. Then God said, Let us make man in our image, in our likeness, and let them rule over the fish of the sea and the birds of the air, over the livestock, over all the earth, and over all the creatures that move along the ground. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him, male and female he created them god blessed them and said to them be fruitful and increase in number fill the earth and subdue it rule over the fish of the sea and the birds of the air and over every living creature that moves on the ground we are not animals we rule the animals we have consciousness animals don't we've got languages that doesn't even come close to to being compared with animal uh, languages we've got intellectual ability the ability to create and think that animals no ways can animals can't even dream of these things we are the rulers of the earth but we have to make sure that we rule well and take care of nature since it is our source of survival 
Because we are on top, we must not expect nature to look out for us. We need to look out for nature so we can be fed. God bless you guys. Have a fantastic week. Bye-bye.